Ramona Shelburne, Emily Kaplan, Harry Lyles Jr., Pablo Torre. Today, Super Divisional Playoff Weekend. Giants, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Niners. You just can't say it without saying it like Boomer says it. Jags, Kansas City. The rivalries, the rematches, the histories, the upsets. Question mark? The extra point? Question mark? Question mark? That was like some Boomer, also some like uh, old-timey bank robbers. Old-timey bank robbers? Why say that? I'm sorry. I've got the iron lung. Let's start with Bengals' bills, all right? About a dozen storylines worth exploring. I say again, are we sure this game shouldn't be at a neutral site? Mm. The no contest week 17, the sky-high expectations for both these teams going into the playoffs, the way they both look kind of underwhelming for parts of last week, the five-and-a-half-point line, and Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen, but it's not really them versus each other, right? It's them versus the other defense. But it might not even be that. Maybe it's Josh Allen versus himself in turnovers and Joe Burrow versus his own offensive line. Emily Kaplan, around the horn to you. Who do you feel better about going in? Which offense do you trust more? Do you believe either one of these teams has an advantage? I like the Bengals in this one. Look, they're a historically very bad postseason team, specifically on the road, 0-7. Enter swaggy Joe Burrow, who won two road playoff games last year. We all know. Yes, he is swaggy, Ramona. We all know, right? The offensive line is banged up. But guess what? Last week, they held up just fine against the Ravens, which were sending relentless pressure against them. And they know their line is banged up, too. They know exactly what to do. You run a bunch of empty sets. You get the ball off quick to your three receiving options in Chase and Boyd and Higgins. And the other reason that I like the Bengals in this one is that they have won the turnover battle in five straight playoff games. Mm. Managing the ball is what wins you championships. Mm. Ramona Shelburne, who do you trust more going into this? I always thought it was Joe Cool. Are, are you trying to do a new nickname for him, like Swaggy Joe? He's Burrow. Just swaggy. No, he's the reason just swaggy. why he's Joe Cool is because he, he, he gets rid of the ball so quickly. Last week against the Ravens, he got rid of the ball in 2.38 seconds. The only guy faster than that, Tom Brady. So, yes, they're missing two offensive linemen, and that is difficult for the Bengals, any quarterback, but he's used to it. Gets rid of the ball quickly. Josh Allen, you just dare him to be a hero, and sometimes he is, and sometimes he turns the ball over all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've got two panelists right now leaning for more trust in the Bengals. Are you there, Pablo Torre? <laughs> no. I mean, we're kind of yada, yada, yadaing over this offensive line situation in Cincinnati, <laughs> Tony. It is worse now than it was entering last weekend's game. The Bengals, look, the Bengals are so impressive because, like, the upside, the ceiling is not as high as it is in Buffalo with their offense. Totally understand that. And they've been consistent, and they've been really good. But the problem that we saw in the postseason last year is the precise problem that's unfolding right now. How do you actually make sure Joe Burrow is protected? And I know he can get the ball out quickly, really quick. I understand all of that. I just believe that that's not going to be enough. I believe that that problem will plague them again as it did last season. And I believe that Josh Allen, even if he has a little Russell Westbrook in him, right, some stubbornness, Ramona, some I'm going to shoot this ball, I'm going to drive this pass in there regardless of whether it's a good idea or not, even if he does that, the upside on him is just so great. Tony, offensively, give me the bill. Harry Lyles Jr. Well, the reason we're yada, yada, yaing the offensive line is because they still went to the Super Bowl and led during that game last year because Joe Burrow is that good. <laughs> 
and the weapons around him are that elite. And I, not to use a man word there, oh, my bad. Use but one. T. You Higgins, Jamar yeah. Chase, Joe Mixon, all these guys around Joe Burrow. Look, and I know they're missing two. They might be missing three. But to me, having seen what they have been able to do with that as compared to Josh Allen, who has thrown – or not thrown. Well, he's thrown five picks, one fumble, six total turnovers the last three games – to me, that is perhaps more sustainable because we've seen the Bengals can take this to a place where you Amazing. still have that type of success. You However, just said they could be losing three st- offensive linemen. That's more than 50% of their line, right? <laughs> and you're like, no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's not that it's not a big deal, but they've shown that they are able to play through something like that, which is difficult. That's not to say that it's easy, but I trust that as opposed to Josh Allen continuing to turn the ball over because he does not see a play that he can't make. It's a no-brainer one thing for you. That I do th- Joe Burrow over Josh I'm, Allen? You, you take Burrow over Allen? I, I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer. I mean, if we're talking about everybody playing up to their level, I would go Josh Allen. But if we're talking about which offense do I trust more, I trust the Bengals more right now. Anybody see this game being tied up in some of the emotions from Week 17? Both, Of course, everyone is is feeling very good about where DeMar Hamlin is physically right now. But the emotions of having played a game that never got finished and the home field advantage going to Buffalo. Emily? You know, I was in Buffalo for 24 hours this week to do a feature story on Tage Thompson, Buffalo's most dominant athlete right now. And I was struck by just how many visible signs there are of DeMar Hamlin when you rock around the city. Like, it's not just bars and grocery stores. There was a digital billboard outside the Buffalo News, a newspaper is supposed to be objective. So I think that the Buffalo players have been living with this every day. He's been at the facility. They're feeling this emotion build. I'm sure there will be some kind of pregame ceremony. I'm sure he'll address the team in some way. But once they get on the field, I think it's going to be access. Make your pick, Ramona Shelburne. I think I'll still go with the Bills at home. Just be, th- This is the team that we have, have predicted in the Super Bowl all year long. I think that they've had enough rest, enough time, and as much as I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Josh Allen, I think Buffalo's just Tori? Yeah, give me the Bills. Buffalo. Why do you sound so sad about it, Pablo? Uh, Harry Lyles Jr.? I'm actually going Bills because I think they're going to ride the emotion of DeMar Hamlin. And why are you win. saying actually? I mean, what is this? Yes. Emily Kaplan. Well, because I said I trusted uh, their offense. With confidence, yeah. I can say the Cincinnati Bengals with confidence. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. Giants-Eagles. Jalen Hurts says he feels good. He's not on the injury report. Eagles are rested and home. Giants coming off a near-perfect game versus Minnesota. Daniel Jones, the whole team playing with a lot of confidence. Harry, is this matchup as simple as the – Jalen Hurts, if he's good, Eagles will win, or what does this game come down to? No, I, I don't think it's that simple because I think to think it's that simple is to think that the Eagles are strictly running around Jalen Hurts and what he's able to do or not do. This team up and down the roster is better than the New York Giants except for at the running back position. That's the only place that you could look at them from a matchup standpoint and be like, that's where they've got them. To me, that would have to be completely dismissive of this Eagles defense that has been great all season, a top five at worst in almost every single category, and a defense, mind you, that is going to be a much bigger challenge for Daniel Jones and how good he looked last week against the Vikings defense that was not very good all year. Pablo Torre? Yeah, look, the formula for a Giants upset here is Jalen Hurts being more banged up than he wants to admit. Not on the injury report this time, but everything else we've heard raises questions about the throwing shoulder, Tony. And so on top of that, what else do the Giants need to do? Daniel Jones needs to be the guy who has led the NFL in QBR for like the last month or so. He needs to be the guy who defenders are still shocked to see run the ball, escape the pocket as effectively as he does. And yes, you need the Eagles offensive line as well. Again, O-line coming back home to roost to be banged up in the way that Lane Johnson being out seemed to indicate. 
Ramon or Shelburne, when you're looking at one thing that is above all in this game, is it Jalen Hurts or is it something else? Look, Jalen Hurts, to me, is only going to say, yeah, I feel great, I'm going to do well, but we haven't seen that. I mean, they, you know, I know they won in Week 18, but the Giants didn't really play very many of their guys. Jalen Hurts didn't run very much, and so what? What are they? What? What else would he say? We only can. We, however, he goes in this game is what happens with the Eagles here. And and last year in the playoffs, the the one seeds didn't always come out well. They didn't always do well off that bye week. Mm. Came out a little mm. flat. So I think that's something they have to overcome when they get yeah, into. Yeah, both this. one seeds lost that that first playoff matchup they had last year. Emily Kaplan, are you? suspecting something's afoot here in this matchup? I think this game goes as Danny Dimes goes. This is all about Daniel Jones to me. I mean, look, they're the <laughs> lowest seed remaining, and yet last week was there a quarterback more impressive than Daniel Jones? Only Dak Prescott was. That was it. Daniel Jones looked fantastic. I mean, before the year, even the team couldn't really believe in him. John Maris said, we've done everything to screw up this kid. I thought Tyrod Taylor would be starting by the end of the regular season, and yet he has showed, like Eli Manning, the quarterback that he's been relentlessly compared to, that once you get consistent coaching and a consistent offensive line, he can be really good. 17 times he ran last week, and that's helped them a lot on third down. So I like the Giants and the momentum they're you building. You like the here. Giants. You like the momentum they're building. You didn't even address Philadelphia's side of it, but you have New York in this game, Emily? I do. I do. Harry Lyles? Confidently. Eagles. Sorry. Yeah, rooting for New York, but it's going to be the Eagles. Ramona Shelver. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Cowboys 49ers. Chances this game comes down to a kick for Dallas. Woo! It'll be sweaty if that's the case. Whether the Dallas (laughs) offense can click like it did versus Tampa, but this week, opposite them, San Francisco's excellent defense. And how SF's offense and Brock Purdy work through Dallas' pressure with Micah Parsons. Those are some of the questions. Pablo, can the Cowboys play at the same level they did last week? And if they do, is that enough to take down San Fran? I don't think they can, and I don't think they will upset San Francisco, Tony. I understand that this is Brock Purdy's biggest test in terms of facing pressure. The Cowboys' pass rush is no joke, but this is a defense in San Francisco that is the most fearsome in the NFL, in my opinion. This is a team stacked with offensive weapons around Brock Purdy to let him have safety valves wherever he needs them, right? Pass rush is coming. Hey, Christian McCaffrey. Hey, Debo Samuel. Hey, Brandon Ayuk. Hey, uh, all of these guys. George Kittle. Go down the list, Tony. I think they're just the better team. Top Ramona Shelver. I mean, we always talk about Dallas having a great defense, but since week seven, if you take out that, that terrible game against the Commanders, they're scoring 32 points a game. So I, I don't think it's just about whether Dallas' defense can control Brock Purdy. Dallas' offense has been really good for a while. This wasn't just a one game okay. that Dak looked good. So tell me the path to victory here for Dallas. They are the underdog. They're going to San Francisco. Well, Brock came out, and I thought he looked a little nervous in the first in the first game. So Dallas gets a lead. They score early and put even more pressure on him. That's how they jump out. Emily Kaplan? I want to talk about the kicking because when you miss four extra points oh. and then it somehow Emily. doesn't affect the game, you're like, oh, my goodness, the football gods must be with you. But Ramona, I've done the math. There's been nine kickers in NFL history who have missed three or more extra points. And in the following game, 20 for 22 on extra points and 15 for 16 on field goals. So kicking is not going to be a factor Whoa, here. Whoa, you've done the, the math. Whoa, I take, all right, I did. Someone did the math and I looked decree. it up. The person's math that did it. Uh, anyway, I like Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy. <laughs> Impressive amount of research, Stack Queen. Uh, and Harry Lyles Jr. 
<laughs> Tony, if they look like look like they did last week against Tampa Bay against this 49ers team, you can give them the Lombardi Trophy immediately after the game because they did that against a team with a quarterback that is 45 years old and a defense that was slightly above average, then they're getting ready to play the team top to bottom with the most impressive roster in the NFL so good that their rookie quarterback looks serviceable. To me, the 49ers, this is going to be their game 100%. Oh, God, you just called Brock Purdy serviceable. That may be... I mean, yeah. the statistics suggest that he's ahead of Montana. He's ahead of Young in the things that he's doing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. If, the, if that's <laughs> no, the service you get, that's pretty good service. Excellent service. What do you tip excellent service? Five stars. Uh, Torre, nine. Lyles, four. Kaplan, 19. Shelburne, 14. Buy or sell next. Harry, you walked into a banned word, and you knew it as you were saying it. I know. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. How do the Jacksonville Jaguars encore last week? Maybe Trevor Lawrence can start with five interceptions. They hit six touchdowns in the second half. Or Doug Peterson called four fourth down sweeps and two point conversions. Kansas City's road to try to get back to the Super Bowl, starting with a nine point favorite in this matchup. Pablo, you see any KC vulnerabilities that the Jaguars could exploit? I see a shaft of light, Tony. I see a shaft of light because the Chiefs' defense, when the quarterback is not pressured, gives up the most in QBR than anybody in the NFL. And Trevor Lawrence can be that guy. He can be a guy who, when he gets time, can do what he did in the second half of that game last week. It's very unlikely, I grant you, but it's about Trevor it Lawrence. It does sound unlikely defense. because couldn't the Kansas City defense just say, you know what, let's pressure. Couldn't Steve Spagnuolo go Spagnuolo and say, you know, let's, let's, let's pressure him a little bit. Ramona Shelburne, any path to victory here for Jacksonville? I don't see it. Andy Reid with time. He's off the bye week. He's like, when he has more than 10 days to get ready for a game, as we learned from Bill, our friend Bill Barnwell, he's 30 and 6. Yes. Give Andy Reid time. He's great. Emily Kaplan. 
Yeah, and it's also Patrick Mahomes against one of the worst defenses in the league. Travis Kelsey against one of the worst defenses at covering tight ends in the league. Also, Trevor Lawrence thinks that the one advantage is that, oh, Arrowhead can't be that much louder than Jacksonville. As the only panelist with a college friend who became an adjudicator for the Guinness Book of World Records, I can tell you that's a legit loud place. Wow, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This what? is a source now. One of, one of your valued sources <laughs> he was on is the an adjudicator for the Guinness Book of World go. Records. Wow, so whatever comes down to watching. decimal level in arenas or whoever's got the longest fingernails, we go to you. Harry Lyle Jr., <laughs> how about you? Always that picture that got me crazy, you know, you saw yeah, the I, fingernail. Guy. I think you hope to try to take advantage of the Chiefs defense and then I guess then you get into a shootout, but do you want to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes? And I think the answer to that is absolutely <laughs> not. So to me, unless the the char they help you out like the Chargers did, I just don't see it happening. You happen. don't see it. Everybody's got KC in this one. Yeah. I will allow now the begrudging yes, I've got KC, Pablo. Uh, yes, absolutely, Kansas City. We'll move on. Buy or sell two, Deion Sanders. We got him, he said. He's talking about the number one quarterback in the incoming recruiting class, Cormani McLean. As a defensive back, he flipped from Miami to Colorado. Harry, how big is this and how quickly do you expect Deion's Colorado team to compete? Look, this is absolutely big. I know it's just one player, but it's a really dang good one, right? It's just like getting Travis Hunter last year and prying him from Florida State. This is what Deion Sanders is going to do. He is going to get an incredible amount of talent at Colorado. They're going to be able to compete in the Pac-12. Is it going to be next year? I don't know that necessarily. They'll probably have some upsets, but you saw how quickly last year in their own conference, USC was able to transform their mm -hmm. roster through the transfer portal. And they've got one more window to do that in the spring, May 1st through 15th. I like what they've got ESP. going on. Yeah, that's exactly the model USC. Dion has this whole philosophy, 80% transfers, grad transfers and otherwise. And so if you're him, you're working with a 1-11 inheritance. That was their record last season. They could be seven games better than that, Tony, this season. Ramona Shelburne. I mean, when Dion tweets, everybody enlisted him. That's attention. That's a recruiting pitch that nobody else can really match in the Pac-12 conference. Not even Lincoln Riley at USC has that kind of wow factor, have that kind of swag that when you when you decide to commit to him, Coach Prime gets you out there. Emily Kaplan. I mean, the bar is so low. Two winning seasons since 2005. Worst defense in the country last year. They're going to improve. I think the one thing lost on this, though, is that it's not just that he's an incredible recruiter, that he's like a Jeff Saturday. Deion Sanders has been putting the work in for a while. He was a high school coach for eight years before this, so I trust him as a coach that he wants to actually do this. Mm. Buy or sell three. At halftime, Boston was under the control of Steph Curry, apparently. But the Celtics come back, then nearly give away, but win in overtime over Golden State. Golden State's on a back-to-back -to -back today. They just said they're resting basically their entire team tonight, Momo. So now that looks like they're going to put together two L's in a row, but you never know. But last night, was it more about Boston or Golden State? I actually think this is more about Golden State because they made a really big move in putting Jordan Poole into the starting lineup, taking Kevon Looney out. It actually looked really good because they, they've needed a lot more space offensively. And so they didn't win the game. They should have won it. And they have to figure that out going forward. But I, I think Steve Kerr said this isn't just a one-game move that he's doing. Pool to start, pool to close out the way he did. Okay. Yep. Kaplan, did you see something in this game that was more about Golden State or was it Boston? This is Boston because when was the last time that you guys saw Steph Curry get embarrassed? Like, we saw him mouth there, this is my town, when he hit that half-court shot. And then he was ice cold yeah. in the fourth quarter, including getting, missing the game-winning three. So, it's actually Boston's town. They had avenged their finals loss. Harry Lyles. 
Oh man, Emily, you are lucky that David Dennis is not sitting in this seat today. <laughs> uh, I would say that this was bigger for Boston just because they were able to do something that they could not do last June, which was to beat Golden State in this fashion in a game where they did not play their best game. Because to me, having seen that, this is a good example of why the regular season actually matters in the NBA because that game is a building block for that Celtics team. Well, it matters if you're really bitter about losing the NBA Finals to the team you're playing. They played Jason Tatum all of the second half, played 48 minutes. Tony. Yeah, they won. This is about Boston right about thirsting for something that they did not taste last season, even though this game specifically gets them absolutely nothing in the present tense beyond a nice win in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Ramona Shelburne, Emily Kaplan, that's our showdown. Next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Four straight losses in a row consecutively for the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons last night, five fouls in 18 minutes on his way back to the bench after the fifth foul, tech number one. Then once he sat down on the bench, he wasn't done, tech number two, and a very calm walk-off was notable. This, this walk-off was lacking chalant. So nonchalant, Ramona. Is this an issue, and is Simmons' inconsistency an issue for Brooklyn right now, Momo? Yeah, this is it. He, he, look, he's right. That was a tough call in that offensive foul. It's probably a bad call. But they're shorthanded. They don't have Kevin Durant. And they ended up coming back in this game after he got ejected. And Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving looked exhausted. Why? Because Ben Simmons had got ejected. The other guy who was supposed to be playing got ejected. You've got to control yourself there. Emily Kaplan. Yeah, I think it's a problem that, thanks to the fine folks at Reddit, I know this, that he's committed more fouls than shots he's made this season. That's not great. Oof. But he's not the problem. Oof. The fact that Kevin Durant is not on the court is not that a problem. That is incredible stat. Would have helped if you said it like this, Emily. Like, that's how you have to report it, like Ramona just the first did. time anyone's ever cited Reddit for a stat? It, it, it worked for me, though. Pretty, that's I love some Reddit. We'll move on. The year in shoe-related highlights, all right? Last week, we had a lab while holding a shoe. Last night, LSU standout, Reese blocking a shot while holding a shoe. Emily, what's harder, to block a shot while holding a shoe or make a layup while holding a shoe? It's got to be the block, and it's the stare down for me. How, like, honestly, that's so swaggy, almost as swaggy as Joe Burrow. I mean, definitely a great block, but I think it's way harder to make a shot while holding a shoe. Way harder. You, you have to catch it with one hand and shoot it with one hand and block. You could actually, like, use the shoe to help you block it. So you didn't. She actually got a technical for, and I think it's deserved, but also, you know, you earned that one. A little technical for doing that. Ramona Shelburne, 30 seconds of FaceTime. 
WNBA free agency begins tonight at midnight Eastern time, and one of the best free agents ever is hitting the market. Brianna Stewart is going to be meeting with teams over in Turkey. She's there in Istanbul. She tweeted something that looks like the Seattle Store, the Minnesota Lynx, the Washington Mystics, and the New York Liberty. Those are four big teams, and her free agency, Tony, is tied to Courtney Vandersloot's free agency. If New York is trying to create this super team, they've already traded for John Quell Jones, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Unescu. Whoa! Big, big news <laughs> in WNBA. Sounds elite. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs> 